mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello. Hi, I'm Priestess. It is us. It is I, Erin Amirali, and you are... Persephone Deacon. Oh, <laughs> nice to meet you. Nice to be here. And we're about to get into a long old discussion on what it means to be successful, why so many of you think that you're not successful, what success really means, why capitalism is fucking us in the butt on the daily, and why the things that you thought you wanted were never really your own dreams anyway. Yeah, your childhood self scammed you. But it's not as scary as it sounds, I promise. It's all going to be fun and games. So stay tuned. One of the messages that I loved so much, I mean, they were all like, you were all unanimous this time, but I loved this one in particular. Mm. Um, And they said, I thought if I was smart, I had to do a top, quote unquote, top job, finance, consulting, but found it's more important to find what you enjoy doing every day. You don't have to prove anything. I just liked that because of the last bit, mostly you don't have to prove anything. Kind of, it's a huge performance. Do you remember we were having a conversation about um, imagined audiences? It's something my mama has always... My mama? I almost said my mum. <laughs> mama Mia. Mama Mia used to say this. Just how mama used to make it. <laughs> my mum used to say, who are you performing to? Like, who's your imagined audience? And it's like, oh, well, it's... If you break it down, like, why are you posting that post to your Instagram? Who are you imagining seeing that? It's like, oh, well, this girl in the year above me once, she might see it. Yeah. It's like, well, you're performing for her. Also, the little... The smallest things, like, when you're like, oh, my top looks weird tucked in like that, mum. Like, I'm gonna have to change my whole outfit. And she's like... Who do you think is going to look at that? Yeah. It's your imagined audience because you live your life, obviously, through your own eyes, your egotistical own life, thinking that you're the protagonist that everyone else is watching when really no one gives a fuck about us. Yeah. And you, it's really interesting to break it down because you might think, oh, yeah, it's just like a load of people that I used to know or a load of people like my friends. It's just them. It's like, actually, break it down. When you envision yourself, i.e. walking down the street or trying out a bit of a risky hairstyle or something, it's like, who are you actually imagining perceiving you? because I'm sure you're performing I'm sure and you're performing for all the wrong audience because they're not watching you guys said such interesting stuff about capitalism I thought it was really interesting the first two things that I did I thought they were really interesting so I said do you feel overworked and 80% of people said yes they feel overworked but then I said do you feel successful and 72% of people say no they do not feel successful so we're all working too hard but we do not feel successful mm-hmm. sounds like a really unfair <laughs> sounds awful let's get out of here guys <laughs> sounds like hell I mean we totally agree totally agree I thought one thing I would have loved to know is if 
like what percentage of people think that they are underpaid oh my god yeah what percentage of people think that they're paid enough like if you think you're paid enough please let us know surely nobody thinks they're paid enough every moment of your day is spent doing that but then they'll all come to us and be like it's not about money it's about love and happiness which is true but money is happiness (laughs) but it's also not like it isn't but you do need it it isn't but by saying money can't buy you happiness you completely misinterpret that a lot of people's unhappiness stems from money issues and so they could buy their way into a happier state if not happiness completely because it would solve their money problems which are the large majority of most people's problems down here in the proletariat totally there's also a stat which i'm completely don't know the actual stat but it was something like (laughs) this I'll say. Here's the gist of it. Yeah. This is the gist of the um the stat. And it said that there is a significant jump in happiness in this survey somewhere between kind of 15k a year and 35k a year, say. And then above 35k onwards up to like a billion pounds, there was essentially no jump in happiness. Mm. So I think we would be fools to deny that in a capitalist a capitalist society that we live in this hellhole that there is no jump in happiness of course money allows you to afford luxuries which then lead to happiness you can go on holiday you can you're not scraping for money but then when you have enough money to be able to go on holiday and buy like new shoes for your children and things like that then you can't there is no jump in happiness because you actually don't need the new iphone and the new um sort of gucci outfit i don't know yeah because you're immune to it i always used to say um Money is only important to you when you have none. Yeah, it's so true. Like money only means something when you don't have any of it because then you fucking need it. And then as soon as you've got some, it's just like, oh yeah, this old thing. It's. I think that can be applied to everything. Like kind of even anything that we... Um, the material, superficial. Yeah, anything that's a currency. It's kind of um, followers only matter when you have none. Um, prettiness only matters when you have none. Popularity only mm-hmm. matters when you have none. Being thin only matters when you are not. Like all of the stuff that you aspire to be is a fucking con because when you get it, I mean, we say this time and time again, as soon as you get it... Yeah, every episode this makes an appearance. It's true though. Yeah, it's so true. It's literally as soon as you get what you thought you wanted, there's a new milestone and that is a capitalist design for sure definitely were you asked on the poll uh is capitalism fair is that what you said yeah i said do you think it's a fair system and like everyone said no like you came in in your hundreds to be like no let me actually get that that's hilarious okay yeah so 98 percent of people said no leaving two percent saying yes and i mean There are hundreds and hundreds on the no side and a very, very small few. I could do you by name on the (laughs) the yes side. (laughs) I think we also had some people DMing saying, I didn't mean to vote yes on that one as well. So people like had a slip of the finger. (laughs) Oh my God, yeah. Shall we define capitalism? Yeah, I think before we go any further. We have some youths watching. Yeah, I think before we go any further, let's just make sure we're all on the same page about what capitalism is. And Mm -hmm. I'm also going to do the communism definition as well. So capitalism is an economic and political system in which a country's trade and industry are controlled by private owners for profit rather than by the state. 
We know. That's what we exist within. Even the concept of the state is beyond me, but anyway. Utterly rank, isn't it? Yeah. And then communism, which is, I mean, sold as this terrifying idea that it never works. It will never work. Mm -hmm. Is a theory or system of social organisation in which all property is owned by the community and each person contributes and receives according to their ability and needs. There we go. Sounds nice, doesn't it? You tell me which one on paper sounds better. The community own it or private rich people own it? Yeah. I mean, there's problems with everything in life. I think there's just Mm. problems with a human race in general, but maybe I'm just in a bad mood. (laughs) In the sense that I think any society will be doomed, even though I love the kind of Durkheim idea that everything will work in harmony, everything will be beautiful, even the chaos will be harmonious. But actually, I think no matter what, if you're putting humans together... They're scum. It just can't work because... Yeah, they're scum. Because (laughs) ultimately, even... I mean, how really would that work in this um, in a broad sense if everyone um in that very basic definition is to be rewarded for the contributions that they make to the society that they are a part of life really doesn't work that way why should anyone have to contribute anything to a society that they never asked to be born as my nan would say well this is what i think the idea of contribution is a bit um a bit off to me but also it doesn't work communism clearly is um utopian but also capitalism doesn't work Mm. The idea that, oh my God, communism doesn't work. Well, look at what, does this work? Who's this working for? Neither does capitalism because it needs communism to buy it out kind of every 20 years. Yeah, who is this working for? The the elite. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, I'm not too concerned about a system working for them. I think the biggest problem that we have with capitalism at the moment is we have the kind of ghosts of Margaret Thatcher, of the kind of working mm. class, like builders and kind of like merchants <laughs> yeah. um, that think that still very much hold that belief that if they work super hard they're going to be rewarded for that dream. exactly yeah and fair enough that works for kind of one or two people it's literally like people never read of mice and men exactly or kind of people who are still to this day foolish enough to think that in a place like the united kingdom all children are born with equal opportunities and therefore there is no systemic racism for example when actually please explain the statistics of why a small black child will be far more vulnerable and far less opportunities handed to them than that of their white peers it's just the facts no matter what you would like to believe and like how hardworking you think you are and the, the riches that you think you're deserving of that will come to you one day you're probably wrong <laughs> You are wrong. You are wrong. Capitalism works in that way that it convinces people. It convinces everybody. It relies on. It relies on convincing everybody that they are the one that will um, climb the ranks of like the class structure and the um, and gain like a load of wealth and be the next billionaire. Like you can be the one. It kind of has this promise that anyone can join the elite and climb the ranks. But actually, you won't you won't the stats are not there and we see these sort of figures of people that have like i mean celebrity is like a huge example but also like people that have just been able to hoard immense amounts of money but it's kind of um it literally is of mice and men kind of if we work hard we'll be able to buy a farm then we'll be able to retire at this age and then that will all be fine that will all be good we just need to do our grinding now but it's like no the thing is you won't fucking make it to that age because you'll be ground ground to the bone yeah, you you work your whole life, make it to your retirement, and then your back gives in. Your knees break. And then you die. Have fun. And then all that travelling you wanted to do, oh, you can't. You can't afford a passport. 
<laughs> I find it so funny. It's so hilarious when people say, yeah, literally, you can't see. You're looking at the Eiffel Tower. You can't actually see it. Yeah. I find it so funny when people are like, oh yeah, I'm going to go traveling when I retire. It's like, well, you're planning your big, big life when you're 75. It's like, no, I'm getting ready for my barbecue when I die. I'm getting ready for my dying <laughs> day as soon as I hear kind of retirement. That's time for me to write about my adventures, not have them. Exactly, not have them. It's like, God, you also think that you're going to live your whole life being treated like dirt to not be slightly jaded come kind of 72 yeah you're not gonna not only you've been shown you're worthless your whole life you think now you're not gonna have internalized that thought yourself it's so fucking true of course you will i read a poem yesterday i actually had it read to me by helena bonham carter oh, via youtube but i didn't know i don't know her oh my was god watching video and she said this amazing poem i literally won't be able to remember it but the gist of the poem was imagine i recite it word for word the gist of the poem <laughs> was when i'm an old woman i'm gonna wear purple when i'm an old woman i'm gonna wear a purple dress with a red hat and i'm not gonna care when i'm an old woman i'm gonna um push people out of the way in queues and i'm gonna you know just live for me and be like quite outrageous but it's like actually mm-hmm. and and the poem was saying actually we should be living like that now obviously not pushing people out of the way in queues but we should be a bit outrageous like we should live a bit we're being fucked fucking daily by a load of bullshit of course you should just give a bit less of a fuck doesn't matter if your outfit doesn't match doesn't matter any of that stuff you should just be a bit outrageous it's also kind of the story that i love that so much but it's also kind of the story of oh like you know these things come with age just being comfortable with yourself it comes with age blah 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 when you're an old woman you won't give a fuck I've got to wait till I'm 80. Exactly. And it's like, if only we could have a little slice of that now. Yeah. And that really, all you need to do is just be happy with who you are. Simple. Literally. And it's the thing that old women or old people, but especially old women, don't care about what they say because they're no longer sexualized. They no longer have to uphold the standard of perfection. And they can just be a bit ridiculous. And actually, that should just be the norm. Why do we have to live in anxiety for 75 years? And what, on your 76th birthday, you wake up and think oh my god i don't give a fuck this world is shit oh no we should just do that now we place so much pressure then on reaching those goals that we've realized weren't even ours to begin with by the time you're kind of 70 80 90 you've aged out of that anyway because the pressure's off because you think and whether it's a positive or negative experience for you you've come to the conclusion that you aren't going to necessarily fulfill those dreams anymore whereas in your youth you're still very much holding yourself to a really absurd standard um and like measuring yourself against the most kind of ridiculous barometer for success that is never was never yours to begin with anyway it was just designed designed for you all of you had the same dreams which was funny when yeah that i loved that one of the most interesting things i thought i was so excited to hear what people said with are you in the position that your childhood self would have dreamed that you would be like have you fulfilled your childhood dreams like what did you think you would be and where are you now because capitalism kind of tells you that you're going to be I mean it's not even it's literally the x factor fucking tells you you're gonna be this like any normal person can just be this and actually it's like actually the life isn't like that we're all still scraping scraps and also do you want that no you don't or you do a bit like it would be nice you think you would i'm sure we all think we would 
it looks pretty fun at the Oscars when you see it. But is it actually? You get there and you can't wait to you go You get home. there and you're stressed. It's the same old story. It's the same old thing, guys. It's so interesting. The more that, I mean, the more that me and you see of that ish world i'm not saying we're at the oscars but that kind of world (laughs) the kind of um event driven world Mm. the more i see of it the more i realize oh my god it's a fucking scam (laughs) see what i did there it's a scam literally (laughs) but it's it's when it's exactly the same as when you were for example at school you see the photos of a party that looked really fun but you were at that party and no one was fucking talking. They're all on their phones. They were doing a bit of dancing. It was fine. But you were texting your mum saying, can you pick me up now? It's all a scam. And it's the same thing. All of, Yeah, it's so true. It's also the same thing of, oh, I'll get my job at this exact place and then I'll be happy. As soon as you get there, trust me, you're not. You're going to want a promotion pretty soon. And you're going to be jealous of all of your friends who have a different lifestyle to you and work in a different place to you. And you're still going to want something else. I think the problem with this episode is that normally what would be kind of a habit for us is to get really like schooly and to go in on like real heavy theory and kind of bore you about Marxism for like kind of like (laughs) what Antonia Gramsci said back in kind of years ago. But and so we could go in about like and and that blah, blah, blah. What we just described is called false class consciousness. And that means that you're just going to die miserable. But actually, I think it's I think it's more useful for people to understand that their own experience is exactly what everyone else has said in the polls rather than be really like um i guess rather than go really in depth and like actually be quite accurate about things and like um educational which i guess we'll touch on like briefly so so for me i would just rather hear about okay well why did those 70 percent of people think that they're not successful yeah i completely agree i think it's nicer to think about it in a more tangible or more like kind of a you are not alone way like it literally is crazy how much every single person was saying essentially the same thing that they thought they would be married with some kids in a house or they'd be well on their way towards doing that and actually you're living at home with your parents maybe can we talk about that actually because i think one of the biggest problems there is that we fucked ourselves when we placed our dreams in the kind of um like we fucked ourselves when we placed our dreams in the kind of decency of other people i.e you thought you would be married at kind of 25 in a massive house with your dream person but your dream person doesn't exist because men are trash this is the problem people putting their dreams and also it's not necessarily your fault that you put your dreams in that because you were told to absolutely not you were told to every single thing that you watched every single thing that you consumed told you that you were told your purpose was to reproduce yeah and we learned that from the what is the purpose of life episode many people think it's to breed so i'm not surprised that if you feel that you're not fulfilling that yeah you're 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 shook you're stressed yeah but trust me that's it doesn't matter what you we don't there's no purpose it's just capitalism has given you a purpose and that's to contribute towards a system that fucks you in the fucking ass every day but you must contribute you must be pulling your weight and also sort of like you must be a good member of the team that doesn't give a shit about you like world's worst team i've ever heard yeah of course you're not on your way to doing any, any of these things because they're your childhood dreams the loyalty that we have towards our childhood self and we trust our childhood self a seven-year-old 
that they have made the best decisions or they have made the best assessment of what our life could be oh well if i do these if i'm for example i said on the thing about me wanting to be writing myself a note saying if you're not an actress on doctor who by the time you're nine give up it's like what i'm gonna trust that little child that weird little child to make a decision well my best life is gonna be and i feel guilty that i'm not on doctor who are you fucking nuts are you nuts? Completely. Because your scope of the universe was kind of school and getting home and watching Doc 2. I was going to, it's funny, I was going <laughs> to yeah. say earlier, like, I can't remember what episode it was. It might be long gone and deleted now. Haha. <laughs> Teehee. Pilot season. Gone. Where I really went off, like, kind of on how, yeah, people have such a loyalty to their childhood selves. And you see these depressed people have such a love for, like, a nostalgic feeling. Like, they want to kind of listen to Hannah Montana all day or, like, watch Disney Plus all day and be nostalgic. But it's like you're indulging yourself in nostalgia because you can't bear to face who you are today. You're trying to return to the immaturity of youth. You're trying to return to the last time you were happy. Literally the last time you are happy. It's almost like the world is obviously too much like it's too much responsibility it's too much pressure it's too much like drive yourself into just like complete work overload for like very little return so very little return so of course you want to like return to just the, the immaturity of youth and like the perfection and like blanketed version of your life which was you as a seven-year-old where you could you had your breakfast cooked for you then you went to school and you were kind of coddled all day then you'd come back and you'd stroke your cat and you'd watch tracy beaker mm-hmm. and your mum would put your dinner in front of you yeah sounds pretty good but now it's like go on guys you gotta go to the shops there's no one making decisions and you go from that like real lack of responsibility to the like insanely glamorized productivity that we have now where yeah it's so romanticized to be so busy that you make yourself ill it's a real problem and of course you would want to return to that childhood yeah can we talk about busyness and productivity and this kind of yeah i would love to talk about busyness for context if you're listening to this in in futures to come we are we're you know coronavirus is a thing so we've been through kind of the lockdown and the quarantine and this bizarre time where people lost their sense of self because they've placed their sense of self in their full-time job that they could no longer attend and now we're kind of coming out of it and people are like i mean the eagerness to return couldn't be me (laughs) is baffling to me the eagerness to get back to your sense of identity but it's like what do you mean you had nothing in your life your own your one life please please well also i think we should clarify these aren't people that love their jobs these are people that like really actually don't like their jobs very much like complain about their jobs all day every day and yet want to return to them so badly i just want something to do i just want to keep my mind busy just because they hate themselves read a book yeah what is this obsession with i literally find this so baffling like i actually don't understand can't relate i actually like can't even like intellectualize it like i don't get it you just need to fill your time but you need someone else to tell you what to fill your time with it's like do you not have hobbies Mm -hmm. do you not have interests? Mm -hmm. do you not maybe think oh not even i want to have a bath I want to go for a walk. I want to have a convo. But it's like, no, no, I need to be, I need to have emails in front of me. I need to be distracted from my own sense of self because I hate myself because I got so distracted with capitalism for so long and all of the false and superficial facets of society that essentially control me that I forgot to learn to like myself. So now when I've had to be alone for three months, it's been commiserations because I hate myself and that's no fault of their own. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. 
we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. But it's just like, watch TV. It just means that society is functioning exactly how the elite would want it to. Because you give the working class the chance to revolt, and they won't, because we're all bootlickers. (laughs) But it's so true, though. It's like we, the loyalty that we have to these billionaires. Amazing tweet. I also put this on High Priestess. It was an AOC tweet that was like... um, She's just so fucking iconic. Like, you have to... So amazing. Let me read it word for word because it's... I need to get it in the right order. Yeah, we've done a lot of... um, I'll give you the gist of it today. Yeah. (laughs) I'm going to get this word for word. Okay. It's very simple. She says... Billion, fuck, billionaires need the working class. The working class does not need billionaires. Tell me why the loyalty, this is now not the OC, this is me. This is, <laughs> this me. is you running riot with her words. This is my analysis of that. Tell me why the working class, when we do not need billionaires and the billionaires need us, there is a power structure at play in reverse if you want. They are dependent, we are not. Why are we so loyal to them? I guess it's because we fucking need to be because we actually need to get our fucking bills paid. But it guts me to my core. It's because, well, it goes back to school. It goes back to um, Marx saying that, and Engels saying that people will be so consumed by the structure, like the superstructure of society, the capitalist structure that is all you know, that you physically cannot imagine your life without it. And yeah. so you become so consumed by where you are in your kind of, as, as your life as a servant, that you actually can't imagine yourself outside of it as the elite. You're just entertained by kind of the smallest taste and the dream yeah. of it. And it's And it is the Gramsci thing of, the only way to get rid of this hegemonic power is to have a cross-class alliance, which people think doesn't happen, but it absolutely does all the time with gentrification. Because you give the working class or the proletariat or whoever, you give the working class essentially the chance to overthrow the hegemonic power structure and they won't they assimilate into it they they'll go off to uni they'll come back with a kind of medium wage job they'll slip into they'll slip into kind of hackney and they'll establish an indie coffee shop yeah and so now they'll push out all of the tenants that have been there for hundreds well, hundreds of years that are in their minimum wage jobs because we gentrify things because we can't stop craving to be 
the elite. And there's also the promise that you will be able to climb. You will be the one in a million that climbs the ranks. You're not only, you're not stuck within your class. Everyone else is stuck within their class, but not you. It could be you. You're the one that gets to be the star, be the whatever. There's that promise. That is the trick of capitalism. That is the one lie. It's like, oh no, but you will be a millionaire. You can be that. You can benefit from capitalism. It's like, no, if you benefit from capitalism, you are oppressive. By you benefiting, that means there are people suffering from it. And it's because people put too much faith in their own sense of, in their own sense of perspective. So they think because they can, um, to some degree, consciously think about capitalism or intellectualize capitalism, they think that they have the autonomy and the freedom to... To step outside of it. Exploit it themselves. Exactly. But just because you are aware of the box that confines you doesn't mean that you can break down the walls and and smash through the ceiling. Because it's impossible to step outside of a system because as much as we can see, okay, we have alternatives, we have socialism, we've got communism, we've got kind of all of the different structures that make up our society that we've spoken about in many episodes. But when you actually think about how arbitrary those theories are and those are still based on money and wealth and kind of transactions and trading. And the words and literature of white men hundreds of years previous or kind exactly. of- Exactly. Yeah, it's really arbitrary how the how our society is formed. Like it could, even the idea of like the nuclear family, a man and a woman have a baby. They raise that as a couple. That's actually arbitrary. That There is no reason that just because biologically we reproduce male and female that there couldn't be an entire community raising children or mm-hmm. it would be nothing to do with the mother or the father or anything like that and there would definitely not be romance this idea this man-made idea of romance involved or anything like that or dating or monogamy all of that is to be honest made up it's really arbitrary completely so we can't so there's no way we can step outside of a really complex system like capitalism which is layered with white supremacy class fucking patriarchy of course all of them of course we can't step outside when we can't even see the basic things that we form our life around i.e love relationships family that's essentially all false yeah completely that and also it's kind of i could talk about how much i hate capitalism all i want but i still want that luxury of being able to walk down to a tesco at 10 p.m at night and buy some fucking ice cream some vegan ice cream all because in so many ways our privilege is massaged by capitalism and obviously that intersects with different people across the board at all different points but for the large majority of us talking about this poll saying i'm not successful i'm not this i'm not that (laughs) it's like we're actually like it's, it's bizarre to be kind of um, the rattiest of the rats, the peasantry, while simultaneously being in so many ways the oppressors. Yeah, we're both. It's a really obscure, yeah. It's so strange. Just the pressure that comes with capitalism is part of the trap. I think that's the thing of like the guilt that you feel around not being successful, but then the pride that you feel about being overworked. Oh yeah, we we're going to talk about busyness. Busyness, I think, is one of the main lies of capitalism that keeps us all fucking miserable. So busyness, say, funny little thing. (laughs) Busyness, yeah. (laughs) Oh my God, my room's so loud. I just took my headphones out. There's fucking all sort of sirens going on. Yeah, there's God knows going on out here, so. It's literally like someone is mowing a lawn outside the window. Don't know what that is. And then there's some kind of police, like a car chase going on. (laughs) It's like, follow that car. (laughs) 
busyness, busyness, busyness. It's just one of the biggest lies. I also think it's so funny when people strive to say, oh yeah, I'm busy that day, I'm busy that day, or that we all kind of perpetuate it. Oh, you know, like, I've been so swamped. It's like, that's actually not positive. Yeah, it's awful. It's horrific. I think I was busy. Well, I have been busy loads in my life, but there was one time where I was really busy, but I was busy doing things that I loved. Yeah, there's a difference, isn't there? And there's a massive difference, because also because I was so fucking busy. I was literally busy from like fucking 6am until like 10pm. And the last thing I was doing was running around saying, I'm so busy, I'm so busy. Absolutely not. I just lived the busy life and was so happy that I didn't have to go around fucking screeching it from the rooftops. But it's actually a problem. People work themselves out. And I also think that's massively gendered because so much is expected of women. Kind of girl boss attitude. Yeah, or just women for so long have essentially being the head of the household without the title of being the head of the household in so many ways take on the emotional labor and become the breadwinner in all of the ways that aren't glamorized while the man gets to put on his suit and kind of leave and come back to a full cooked dinner and still then today there's so much expected of women to like be everywhere be everything for everyone be super accessible be around be reliable be responsible be proactive be everything be so do all of that and then also be really interesting and beautiful yeah but not too beautiful that you're intimidating because then a man's not going to want to marry you yeah attainable beautiful maybe pretty not beautiful just kind of you're just pretty she's very nice she's lovely you know when people describe people, oh she's lovely it's Ooh. like yeah just be l- just like a lovely little girl lovely to me says no no opinions yeah it's not good is it if you're lovely just be a bit less lovely please <laughs> she's lovely but at the same time they'll say she's lovely then someone else will say there's just something about her that i don't like <laughs> just something because she's a woman and you hate women yeah i'll tell you what it is i'll put your finger right on the spot for you right it's on right it. there yeah. where it says woman <laughs> right there yeah i think busyness is such an interesting thing of capitalism though because it's like it's margaret thatcher saying that you need four hours sleep yeah we've glamorized um being worked to the bone as it's like oh it's like that grind lifestyle it's like yeah. actually that's not desirable and then but you'll get to retire when you're 74 it's like i don't understand why people think that's a good thing be a bit less busy and you can go see the fucking eiffel tower tomorrow well the problem is people think that if they're busier they'll get more money and then they'll have more money to go see the eiffel tower but actually whether you're busy or not you're probably still not going to have much money anyway <laughs> like you're not gonna you're not gonna be fucking jeff bezos are you but i think that people are busy they kind of stay like people that go to work really early and leave really late but they don't get paid for those hours they just always arrive at the office really early and always Mm. leave really late it's like you don't get paid for that you get out of bed at what fucking 5 a.m to do that you get home at like 10 what is your motive like i actually don't understand because you're not getting paid more and for most people it's not because they love what they do it what they're doing and it's not because you're even hoping for a promotion i think people do it out of i guess that's what you do i guess you have to like you're just expected to leave like if you leave on time it's rude it kind of would have impressed their their grandfather and so they they take that onto their own lives it's he like stayed at the office I was always taught to be a hard worker yeah exactly from dust from morning till night it's like well what did he get out of that yeah yeah when my father before me was in the trenches and i was 
It's like, yeah, you think I want to be in the fucking trenches, do you? With fucking trench foot. Dolce de Coromest. I don't think so. Your life sounds horrible. I think this is, but this is one of my big things that I think at the moment. I mean, I have many big things that I think at the moment, but this is one of them. The, the older generations are so jealous of Gen Z. Mm. Like even millennials are jealous of Gen Z. And we're kind of in this weird spot in the middle. Like I don't even know what we are. We're literally on the cusp of both. But I have noticed so many of the older people, potentially the boomers in my life that say things like um oh your generation just doesn't know what hard work is it's like no you're fucking gel yeah like didn't you strive so hard so that your children could have a better life and now that they do and they want to do things like oh my god they want to be a fashion designer but you're gonna go mad because you want them back in the fucking office but when i was your age well sorry when i'm your age when i was when i was your age i.e the age i'm at now I don't want to do that shit. I'm not fussed about marriage. Mm-hmm. I'm not fussed about money in that way. I'm not fussed about impressing my imagined audience. Yeah, completely. Definitely. And also, in an anthropological sense, the way that the community is established for like our generation, whatever it may be, or at least the younger generations versus, for example, the boomers, that the, the stress on the individual is very different. In the same way that still our generation, you see people be like, just like, work hard, play hard. Like, I'm just yeah. going to, you know, like, grind till I die like whatever that's still very much a thing but with the awareness of so many people around you i.e through social media yes in so many ways it's so damaging and like the most bizarre concept ever we've already had our daily meltdown and most bizarre experience exactly yeah we've already been spiraling all morning don't worry (laughs) don't ask um (laughs) it also shows you so much of what your life could be and so if you can get to a place where you are empowered enough which actually social media actually helps people to do i've seen it happen yeah we see we saw it happen for ourselves and we see it happen in our dms all the time like people saying we see it happen exactly yes i'm seeing it happen in my fucking emails thank you very much let's take a moment we got emails guys thank you so much for all the emails we're, we're working our way through an we're, influx of emails yes we're we're all rep- we're replying to them today we'll go through them all yes as well with a fine tooth comb they are so stunning every single one i genuinely each single one brought tears to my eyes truly i read them like poetry like each truly. line i was honestly absorbing them the ones with attachments guys let me take a moment for the ones with attachments i screamed seeing your little faces i screamed on Honestly, I know I'm not saying anything, but I've just got the biggest smile on my face. That's why podcasts just aren't really my medium. <laughs> no, we need to get on video ASAP. You kind of need to see my tears. <laughs> you need to see us. As I shout at you. <laughs> you need to see the shivers down our spine because we were screaming. So iconic. I love seeing your food. I love seeing your <laughs> smiles. I love seeing your eyes. I like seeing the power in your eyes, it's true, guys. It's true. Oh, yeah, we're very grateful. Yes, so the internet. Yeah, basically also keep them coming. Yes, please do. The internet empowers people in a way that i mean it doesn't go it goes without saying boomers never had and so whilst they had only heard stories of generations before them that were either kind of servants or in the trenches as we say now we have like ambition in a completely different way but also this generation places a lot of emphasis on like um the facade of of you know an instagram versus reality life where so you might appear to be busy but actually you're having your kind of every day as your dying day like you're kind of living a disaster you're so depressed you've never looked worse and yet your instagram feed is on point christine it's such a weird thing to me though that um i don't know it's just it's just a really weird thing that we've created where it's like if people are working so much they can't even get for a moment for themselves then they're successful it's like that's not success 
that's the opposite just going back to it marxism alienation yeah you work so hard and yet you can't afford the products that you are trying to sell it's so fucking true <laughs> oh my god <laughs> and then god. hang on and then it's you're gonna so have bleak. like a fucking three month lockdown and you're gonna be crying your eyes out saying i just want to get back to work i just need to keep my mind occupied because the facade has been broken and you've realized that you haven't built anything that means anything to you and that's not your fault no you were sold a lie you were sold the lie that if you do these things if you follow these steps then you will achieve happiness and um affirmation and you'll be very settled and you'll have your wife and you'll blah 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 blah. actually no 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 it was all a lie can't we see from even our grandparents generation that did that like followed that to a a tea like followed that plan they're still dying like they're still yeah. we're all gonna end up in the same place we all end up in the dirt yeah like kim kardashian and the fucking jenners all end up in the same place as the homeless people mm-hmm. that we see we all end up in this there is no destination when you die there is not a ranking of wow kim kardashian followed these steps and she got to this place and oh but that man outside um tesco's didn't so he's not going anywhere so like, no no we all go to the same place completely you know what i also think there's something to be said about how having an abundance of money must somehow mean um, the absence of a need for compassion, i.e. the way that we vilify somebody like Kylie Jenner who, she is a billionaire apparently she's not, but the Kardashian Jenners, the whole clan, have a ton of money yes, yeah, that is true, correct specifically Kylie and, and eat the rich, specifically Kylie however, I think, I mean largely I think is vilified because she's a young woman I just think people are so willing to forget that this is a child that was essentially born with a camera in their face. You look around, you realise what a camera means, you realise what popularity and fame mean. You look around for support and you think, fucking hell, that's my older sister, Kim Kardashian, kind of the world's most beautiful woman. And so already you haven't hit puberty yet and people are already screaming at you of what you need to look like. You literally can't move for judgment. Like there is so much pressure, like the amount of pressure that just the average human being feels. I mean, I know it's a lot. (laughs) And then imagine that, I mean, there's millions of eyes on you and then your dad is transitioning. And also not only is transitioning, but is the butt of a literally worldwide joke, which is fucking horrific. Ricky Gervais's jokes. Yeah, it's so unfair. I just think it says a lot about not only the way that we love to hate women or love to hate quote unquote successful women but also the way that we just place so much emphasis on money that you think money must eradicate all of your problems because when you see somebody with money you can't bring yourself to feel anything human for them you can't bring yourself to feel the tiniest bit of compassion the smallest bit of empathy for them because you think that a lot of money must mean that they are void of of humanity i agree but i also think they're not who i would see as my victim of the, of capitalism they, they're a victim on one end but my pity doesn't go to kylie jenner no absolutely not but i think it's a symptom of absolutely but it's a symptom of the way that we um convince ourselves that money fixes everything although i do have a lot of sympathy for kylie jenner if i'm angry at anyone it's not the rich women i'm angry at the rich white men who have hoarded wealth for generations and generations it's not the rich women that i'm angry at if, if anyone has to be rich i want it to be women absolutely yeah i mean the kardashians and jenners have done a lot of i mean they're human beings so they've made a lot of mistakes and a lot of mistakes that i'm not in a position to forgive them for for example but i just think it's so fascinating the way that we love 
it's so much easier to be miserable in your own life but sit around hating on pretty women rather than doing anything about it and then also it just says so much of how we just place so much emphasis and like the measure the barometer of success in terms of how much money you have because you think that if someone has a lot of money they can never be sad they can never have a human problem of course they can i'm not saying that god that kylie jenner's in a worse position than like a kind of refugee i just think we get so lost in our own misery that it just consumes us to be angry at point point the fingers in every which way direction so i was looking at some of the things that people had said for the question that i asked that was where did you envision yourself to be at your current age slash are you dream are you where you dreamed you'd be and I think it's funny because I said in one of the things that's like did you think that you want used to want to be like married with two kids and now you just want to bake fucking apple pie in the fucking woods because yeah. that sounds like a cottagecore fucking dream yeah and someone I love this one because it's like they it was just really short we had so many someone said dating Harry Styles to be honest and it's like yeah you know what fucking same yeah bit pissed that i'm not to be honest when i was like what eight i thought i'd be dating fucking dylan sprouse absolutely like where's he yeah absolutely kind of um gareth gates thought i'd be working in fashion in london but i'm running a business in my hometown love Love that that. i think there definitely was a there's this weird connotation of like moving to the city and success like moving to the city when you're younger it's like actually just because you're told oh that's what you should do in your 20s it's like actually that doesn't relate to success it doesn't it's such a strange goal that's really interesting do you not think there's like this connotation of moving to a city i don't think i would have felt that because i was in the city so when i was growing when i was a child no one was saying move to the city i was already in you it. just assume so you're going to be there yeah i think yeah. it's because i'm from a rural area that very much is from where i'm from um hey if you're listening from the ks crew <laughs> um then it's kind of the people that stay in the town that I live in are very much I mean you wouldn't necessarily view them as like societally successful under capitalism Mm -hmm. but the people that move out are very much doing so well but I actually think it is fucked like it's such a fucked um, thought. It's kind of our old poetic friend Lana saying you move to California but it's just a state of mind turns out everywhere you go you bring yourself that's That's not a lie she says it's true right can we break that down because that's so stunning yeah let's get into that so there's a lana del rey lyric (laughs) that says say again you move to california but it's just a state of mind turns out everywhere you go you take yourself that's not a lie isn't that everything it's literally like okay so i'm gonna change my whole life i'm gonna move to california i'm lana del rey all my problems will be gone and then re- you realize no they followed you because you are the problem yeah you realize that oh god but i'm with me still like i'm still yeah. me i'm still like i've still got all the same shit that i had going on when i was in the bum end of nowhere it's the same thing you were in bikini bottom i think that's so stunning that lyric is to be honest it's good it's just a state of mind guys does it excuse all her crimes not no. sure but it is good <laughs> i loved this one as well job wise no but spiritually i've come so far love that i think that's kind of the sentiment of everyone's like all of your messages were very much that like you're growing and you're learning to put yourself first that sort of thing 
it's wholesome it's like yes spiritually we've all come so far if you've listened to this podcast i mean we've had people that have listened to like every app of the podcast and have, have like you know you've been doing the work as they say if you've been listening if you've uh-huh. listened to even like five apps of this they're like this isn't e- i mean it is easy listening but like it is funny but it's also God, speak for yourself i find it an absolute <laughs> nightmare to listen to <laughs> i laugh my head off i think it's a great laugh but it's also it's yeah. like yeah we touch on i mean today i mean it, we've literally been discussing marxism like it's tough listening yeah as well like you've been working i think there's definitely things that it's quite natural for us you and i Sefi to like confront ourselves a lot we're like trying to be very very self-aware to almost like a debilitating point almost like can we stop <laughs> like shall we just like be ignorant and yeah, blissful yeah. for a moment but i think it helps god we're just like the saints of the universe really i think it helps a lot of people to actually confront themselves in a way that they hadn't before and almost like challenge your beliefs like i did a thing on the story this is ages ago and it's like have you checked in on your values like recently like how those have changed how those have changed all of these things because i think it's really important to check in on like what beliefs are forming because they're changing all the time as in you might have a belief at the moment that or a value that um doesn't fit with the collective i think is the problem a lot of people face when i was having therapy like quite regularly which i for fuck's sake i wish i was still like i love it jealous of your past self yeah yeah jealous of my past self like i love having like regular therapy and my therapist was saying she was like what are your pillars in your life like what imagine you're a building like what are the pillars that hold up your life is it like family friends kind of your health spirituality um kind of a hobby um you know all of these things that work whatever you want to hold up your life and it's like actually what are your pillars and if you're living like some of your pillars could be crumbling like family could be one of my main pillars but that's like i haven't been putting any effort in and it's crumbling down a bit and it's like actually it's really important to just check in with like what are my values what are my beliefs like what's important to you am i stable am i putting in the stuff in the right places because i could have been focusing on my fashion loads meanwhile my friendship are all dying yeah no fashion isn't one of my pillars fuck off my instagram feed is not one of my pillars meanwhile i haven't fucking text my dad in a week things like that it's like you're not focusing on your pillars here very true it's genius so check in what are your pillars man i just think it's about putting putting yourself first when you have to like so many people so many girls are so reluctant to put themselves first to the point where they can't imagine what it would be like to give themselves the freedom to like dream of what they would actually want i think people people aren't realistic with themselves and don't allow themselves to actually admit what they would like from the world and so they never get the chance to even try and fulfill it because they haven't really admitted that that could be a goal for them because they're still stuck in the I'll get married and have a big house and some kids and that'll be it which is a beautiful dream and absolutely if that's your dream that's great and it can still be a part of your dream whilst also having your apple pie in the woods like you don't have to be a career woman or a family woman or a wife or this or that you can literally be whatever you want I hope and it also it doesn't have to be appealing like it doesn't have to be palatable Mm. and appealing and aesthetic and likable it can be a really hateable dream yeah like your dream can make people hate you but that's fine like it you don't have to be like it also doesn't have to be like branded like it doesn't have to be compatible with the other things that you do Mm, very true doesn't need to be consistent like your dream can be being kind of an astronaut that fucking also runs a cat shelter very true like it can be so strange it doesn't have to be appealing or anything it doesn't have to be well i wear my nice little um little suit jackets and i have two children and it's all very lovely yeah it can just be a bit fucked up like that's fine 
fine. Yeah, you're a human being. You're a big mess. You've got a PhD, but you also want to work in a nail salon. Yeah, fuck it, do it. Sounds like a literal dream. Absolutely. Oh, I'm obsessed. Yeah, same. I'm always obsessed. Thank you so much, everyone. Yeah, we're getting a bit preachy, so that means we're wrapping up. <laughs> when we start telling when you to we live your best life, going. that's how you know that we're coming to the end. <laughs> when we start like getting a bit like, is this about their lives? Like, this feels a bit on the nose. <laughs> <laughs> and then it's um, time to go. Time to go. Yeah, so thank you so much, everyone. I mean, the thing is, the whole thing is always about our lives anyway, so. Yeah. You guys know so much anyway. So thanks, guys. Keep the emails coming. Keep the reviews coming. That's it. Before you send an email leave us a review because that actually helps us we you're cry leaving with over, the to-do list mm, we cry over the fucking emails but the reviews really like seal the deal like, apple we, cry over the reviews we, so basically, that's kind of where the priority needs to be apparently yeah apple need those yeah we should prioritize the business over us crying apparently that's what we've been told prioritize capitalism well, capitalized to- capitalism told us to prioritize the business even though we will cry over an email but you know yeah we live in a capitalist world and all that so we'll speak to you later thank you guys so much for listening as always hope you're having the best week of your life what an amazing uh this is a monday this is going out and whatever day it may be hope you have the best day ever yeah oh my god hope you had the best day <laughs> i'm just gonna repeat you <laughs> <laughs> even when we're on a budget we still deserve nice things quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands they have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at 50 dollars luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com <laughs> That's it. Right. Bye. 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 Bye.